Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Let's talk about important stuff. Uh, Planner's marketing department is still doing that baby peanut shit. Uh, And I think just as uh, the Daily Zeitgeist, we want to ask them to stop. Yeah, Um, so that'll end just off the strength of uh, this second rate podcast. It is our official official position that you should stop that shit. It's weird. Uh, And I don't like it. Wait, Uh, so the baby... The baby's 21 now. Okay. Because and they're, they're didn't the doing, baby fucking wait, wait, yeah. hold on. The baby's voting for Kanye. Wait, now we're talking about the baby peanut from the baby planet. peanut, okay. right? And the but the last commercial ended with the old man dying, and then there being the birth of a new baby peanut. That was dirt. That the was baby this was Super Bowl like, threat. hey, it's me again because uh, reincarnation is real, and uh, yeah. not not. Your uh, Judeo-Christian conception of the afterlife is bullshit. Oh um, shit! Okay, that's yeah. That was the subtext. Like, how how down are peanut sales for these motherfuckers to like? <laughs> like nobody asked for this, right? Like yeah. nobody asked for this, yo. I just the the world of marketing is the evil. the strangest, evil, who, most evil. Like just I wanna be. <laughs> Like, please, somebody find the footage of the pitch for this, of the pitch for uh, just so, some of these ideas are so bad. Who Any buys Pepsi peanuts, commercial. though, regular? Like, I like peanuts. I like almonds. I like nuts. They're great. Yeah. And, but, like, I don't know. I mean, who's, like, the consumer yeah. that they're Cab- activating? Cab drivers, um, elephant handlers, uh, people, people, people who are waiting in hospital waiting rooms. Bored baseball uh, fans. But yeah, just like you know, what? I got some fucking peanuts. I'm gonna eat these shits, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna the shell same. these things in my garage. Yeah, but I mean, they're kind of they're like salty protein pellets for the capitalist. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not uh, agent, saying they're bad. I'm so, just like yeah. thinking of like how, like who are those like real? You know, like because I feel like my grandparents had like the one wild ass like barrel of peanuts that lasted damn near my entire like educational career right like that felt like a one time and but like it's like i feel like I, who who among us are the regular purchasers who are like yes planters no matter what you have my money my support nah mm-hmm. you know what gets me though bro is the people who eat sunflower seeds like yo first of all motherfucker if you are eating sunflower seeds in public especially on public transport and I see you get up, and in your seat is like a pile of sunflower oh. seashells, bro. Like I'm gonna call you the fuck out. That shit yeah. is human bird food. You y'all need to stop. Eat a, <laughs> eat, a, eat, a, eat a fucking sandwich. Eat like a steak, like an action. Like, or if you're, you, you know, know why? But I like it's like it's like the wing, the wings of seeds, where it's a little more interactive. You know, I'm just not like going for like you know if you if you like that weak shit, then eat the fucking boneless nuggets. Okay, get your shelled sunflower seeds. I'll put a little work in. But the thing is, I'll never eat sunflower seeds like casually. Like it's always on a road trip or I'm like camping or I'm like outside where I know I can just be like, (laughs) just like spinning them shits out everywhere. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's like, because I remember spending the longest time as a kid, I used to just eat the whole shit. 
Because I didn't have the whole seed. Yeah, because that shit is still inside you right now. How did you not get ulcers, man? (laughs) I don't know, man. But, you know, uh, my shits haven't been right for at least 14 years. And so (laughs) the whole thing with that is like, I just didn't have the, the, like, the technique to shell a peanut. You know, like, because you would see someone like an adult eat a sunflower seed, like, what the fuck? Like, put that shit in it, like, yeah, like, like, watch that all shelled. Yeah, see you next year. And then take off. You're like, whoa. So, just like little specks of. And I'm like, I'm like, still to this day, like when I get frustrated, I just I revert to like cave brain. So like, right. if I'm like, I remember putting curtains in, I couldn't get the drill like the drill bit right. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like just like smashing it. So like with the sunflower seeds, it's the same reaction. I was like, I'm like, what the, how do I get that shit out of my fuck it? I'm eating the whole goddamn thing. Shit. Nah, yo, it's, it's a fine technique, man. You know. You ever, oh my God. you ever stub your toe on an inanimate object and then hit and it? Beat the afterwards? shit out of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck you, man. Oh yeah. I do that. that shit up, throw it out the that window. Is, yeah. I'm on my fourth bed. <laughs> this week. Yeah. Or I'll be like, oh, I'll, or I'll be I'll do the thing where I'll be like, hey, I'll stub my toe and I'll just look at it. And I'll be like, okay, next time I see you, it's fucking ugly, bro. <laughs> so if I see you in these streets, it's yeah. all sight. And then her yeah. majesty, my partner, she'll be like, why is the bed frame on fire in the alley? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Must have oh, fucked no. around and oh, found you, out. You didn't do that? <laughs> no, I think the bed found out. The bed found out what fucking fuck time it was. <laughs> fuck around and find out, right? <laughs> My four-year-old has grown out of that phase already. Like, he used to hit things when, like, he wow. would bang his knee on it or something. And now he's just, like, kind of laughs it off. And I have not, We could all learn from I him. I know. I have yet Is to he giving lessons? That. Does he do uh, one-hour therapy sessions? I mean, he <laughs> meditates for three hours every morning, so he's... Right. Uh, and he's levitating yeah. and shit, too, but keep that yeah, on the Yeah, he's pretty good at it. What is something you think is overrated, Samantha? Overrated? Um, I have decided houseplants and people who are obsessed. I know it's quarantine, and I know there's a lot of stuff that we need to do, but I don't understand this need. <laughs> house plans and why you have to have a jungle in your house while you're surrounded by your sadness your, <laughs> your death sad- of darkness <laughs> and your ferns why? why do plants make you sad samantha yeah, what wait, is going, going on, on Sam, maybe what? because I'm, honestly it may be because i'm really die. jealous and mine always die and it doesn't matter they all Got die it. and i'm pretty sure it's they're suicidal or something because i'm like they're trying it's to the, get the, die on it's me, the draining me bad. that i learned I was not draining. Doing. Like half the time, they're like, "Well, where's the water going?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's put the water the plant." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> then people are like, the "It's roof? just sitting there at the bottom. Like it'll right. then it's not it's not properly. It'll be over water." I'm like, "Oh shit!" That's why people would be watering their plants in the sink. I'm like, "That's stupid. Why you leave yeah, your plants in the sink?" Yeah. So there's a lot hold of. Hold on one second. I need to bring my uh, closest plant over so I can show it off to you. Do you okay. need to hug on it? Is he gonna go? And He's hug about it? to cart in like an award winning Jerusalem my tulip. <laughs> Yo, that's not even. That's like the garnish they put on a bouquet that you put in like a what? plastic pitcher from Shakey's Pizza. No, I really though. Did you just take a stick from your yard and put it in a? In I dirt? know it's I, no shade. It's that's your even, kids, right? Your kids you, did that, right? What? No, this is oh, me. This dang, is dang. this is so dirty, uh, so dead. I th- I think this must be the remnants of. Uh, there must have been something else in here. But oh, uh, yeah. so that's this also is not... how unobservant I am is that that's been there for the past three weeks and I haven't well, that's done the anything thing. Maybe it. it's because I'm dead inside and therefore having living things around me makes, reminds me how dead inside I am. 
Yeah. But yeah, the, I Look, feel like those you know, are overrated. Sam, just embrace the change, you know, because it's the failure of the, the the plants dying that you fear, you know, and just embrace and that. Just go into with some. That's the thing. Uh, succulents helped really restore my faith I've in being able to. Three succulents. How many? Oh, yeah, I know. This People is like, keep giving me plants. Yeah. All right. Well. Why? Plant gang, help her out. <laughs> I'm Wait. gonna get yelled at for this, aren't I? How'd you no, no, I mean, succulents. People, yeah, succulents did you overwater are... them shits? Now, this is one thing that I have to say. People who move to California start getting cocky about being able to keep plants alive and like how great they are. With it, everywhere else in the country, like plants don't grow despite themselves. Like in, in California, you just like drop a seed and a plant, like a tree will be there tomorrow. California yeah. is just the easiest place to grow something. So I'll, I'll hmm. maybe extend the... Uh... Wow, okay. But wait, I just saw your plant. And aren't you in California? What? No. That's, uh, <laughs> Hold on, my Zoom, uh, my Zoom connection is dropping out. I gotta go. <laughs> indoor plants are different, okay? Oh, okay the okay. indoors in California are very uh, inhospitable to life. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, well, I was looking into, uh, my kids are really into the Muppets right now. Mm-hmm. And specifically, they've been watching like the new Muppet Babies. And there's no Muppet watched, Babies? There's a new Muppet Babies. Oh, uh, You're not talking oh, about no. Scott Gardner's Tiny Fuppets? Oh, I love Tiny Fuppets. No, With no, no. With Kremit? Kremit. I think it's like a Disney Plus thing. Okay. Uh, just Muppet a babies. sidebar. Dude, the Scott Gardner animation Tiny Fuppets is the funniest thing because it's the most blatant ripoff of Muppet Babies. But like the thrust of it is That's that it's joke. not a ripoff. And like they fight to like tooth and nail. Like at one point, the creator of the show comes on to like set the record straight. But it's like, how could it be? This frog is called Kremit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. People need to check it out. Uh, sorry, Scott anyway. Gardner is a genius. Uh, but. So what what you were looking around at uh well, Muppet, Muppet Baby stuff? I was specifically looking to see if there was any kind of continuity to the Muppets mm-hmm. that would make sense mm. because we also watched like the first Muppet movie, which is about how they all met when they were not babies. They were uh, the when road. they're full full grown what Mupps. The fuck? Yeah. So I was trying to reconcile that. I was like, is there any kind of explanation? So I, I did Google it. Uh, this sounds yeah. like an episode of After Hours, by the way, where you would yeah, like totally. <laughs> recreate the whole background. Of, um, well, so, people have. That's the thing. I looked it up and there were like a, a lot of people have, have dug deep into this. Like I found one. There was like a really long essay on Medium called The Muppet Babies Cannot and Should Not Be Treated as Muppet Canon. Oh, uh, wow. Interesting. I, found, I thought the, like the best explanation I found was like someone posted on Reddit, basically suggesting that the the first movie and like the TV show where you see the behind the scenes that's the real Muppets, and then the movies in between where and like the Muppet Babies are are all things that like the Muppets have, done, have acted in, right? You know, because like the Muppets get meta a lot of the time, right? Like there's... exactly, yeah. Uh. So, right. so that by that token, like the Muppet Babies was like them selling out in the eighties, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I for a Saturday intro. morning cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, and it, there's so many like eighties pop culture references throughout, so it it makes sense that they're just like trying to cash in on a uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg style things. Right. Yeah. Um, so it does it does make sense, you know, if if you do a bit of work, which I did because we're in the middle of a pandemic and. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's what that. we got to do. Uh, what What's up with uh, what's going on with Nanny and the new uh, Muppet Babies? Nanny is there. Uh, it's the same deal. You only see her legs, but she's voiced by Jenny Slate. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Who, who so this might be good? a new generation of Nanny, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, is she still rocking the striped uh, leggings? She is, yeah. And you don't see her, and you don't get any, you know, inkling as to why she. Don't she's use this. Ruining adult. the time. It's like, dude. All right, Nanny, get out, bro. How did you pick? What did you picture Nanny looking like as a kid? Did you have a? I always pictured like a blonde woman, kind of looked a little bit like a grown-up Penny from Inspector Gadget. I think. Hmm. I actually, it's weird. I intentionally avoided trying to think of what Nanny looked like. Because I was having trouble, like, I was like, well, if these people look like this, and if they do a Star right. Wars episode, and they look like this, then what does this person, I'm like, I don't even want to go there. I would yeah. just take yeah. it as shin I'm down. The same way. Just like, you know what, whatever, you're in the way, because it's about the Muppets, and thank you, Nanny, for everything you do, but please get back to Fozzie Bear. And yeah. you know, I'm the same with podcasts. I don't want to know what, what you people look like. Oh, yeah, no right. one does. And when they do, yeah. for, like, for listeners who have not looked us up, do not. Just, just keep it, make it pleasurable for you. Just, just enjoy the voices because our grizzly are so surprised by the tats. Yeah, the t- <laughs> yeah, by the neck tats that I yeah. bring to the table. And you know, I kind of rushed into getting those four Audi rings as a neck tattoo, but you know, I think it looks cool. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. What is something you think is overrated? Okay, so I've just really been annoyed with leftist Twitter after the VP announcement. Uh-oh. And I'm just like, I'm sorry uh, that nothing is perfect in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But can we stop talking about, oh, I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. That's mm. literally what it is to make a choice between two things. Which thing is less bad? And I'm sorry, like, if you didn't understand from the last election till now that actually uh, the two evils were pretty different, then I don't know what to tell you. And, like, look, no one's getting what they want. It's fucking politics. Just be an adult. Right. I think, yeah, I mean, I think the I feel the criticisms are valid. But I understand, too, like if it's there's no like point in then also just saying like, well, I'm going to remove myself from this thing and allow like just the, the fascist party to just get a full head of steam going into the next four years. I think right. that's like that's that's pretty reckless because that's the one of the only ways that we can stave that off very narrowly in the context of this election. But also, like, I think the frustration is just generally for people like to your point, the idea that no one can get what they want. I think should be really upsetting to people because there are so many people seeking equality and to just have this idea that nobody's going to get what they want is a, just such a, it, it's a, it's, it's hard to like stomach that. And I think that's the thing. No, that a lot, I just that is, mean it in a large way. Not, not like, uh, we like can't, the perfect candidate for each yeah, single person. Yeah, That's sure. all I mean. I don't mean it in like, Oh no, we can't get what we want in terms of like, workers rights or rights for black people like of course i think that that is non-negotiable and that we will get that like i think that we tend toward progress in the long run but Mm -hmm. if we haven't noticed how much worse things became from 
Trump being in office, then like I don't know what we're doing. Right. And also it discounts and shits on a lot of people. Like I come Kamala Harris wasn't somebody that I was that interested in. You know, I don't really care if someone makes someone cry on television. Like, I like that she did that. Like, that's mm -hmm. great that Brett Kavanaugh was crying. But I, I'm not going to elect somebody for that. And I, and she's a cop, and that is my problem. And that's a lot of people's problem. But Yeah, it's not me, to the point where you're like, all right, end it all. Just pack it up. I mean, I think But I didn't want to tweet any problem. shitty and, like, sarcastic stuff because... Uh, I also saw a woman post a tweet about like a 93 year old black woman that she was canvassing on the phone with um, was crying when she found out that Harris was the VP and she was talking about picking cotton and shit and like having the fucking wish that she could tell her grandmother that this is something that's happening. And I don't think we should take everything away from the people to whom it means something by just being so shitty and callous. You can definitely tweet an argument and be like, this is what I don't like about this. But to do the thing where you just completely negate and shit on the entire thing, that's a disservice. The reason Republicans have fucking been able to get their agenda across because they would rather swallow the giant shit that is Trump than abandon their party. And it's not honorable, but that is how they've gotten more shit done. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, the the Republicans are an insurgency. They're like a smaller portion of the population. They're more willing to just all take their marching orders and get behind it. And that is definitely an advantage that they have. It's just like anytime I get angry about this kind of shit, I'm like, okay, that's more time I need to be putting into local politics. That's more time I need to be putting into like candidates that can make a big difference in like where I live instead of hoping that everything in the world is going to get changed when I elect the president. Right. Yeah, well, I think you're going to find more people in line with whatever your political ideologies are, the more local you get. Like at the federal level, like it's just, it's just hard yep. to do that. So that's why you get these candidates who's like, it's like, the architect of mass incarceration plus California's top cop is the ticket. And then but but that's just what it is, because you don't get there being like super hard line with your ideals or else you typically those people fall into activism and not yeah. politics. And I think that's what you're seeing now is more on the local level, people moving from different spaces into politics. And I think that's why we see more of these candidates, like at least from Congress, like from the House of Representatives down you see a lot more people that are like, oh, shit, like this is somebody who's really kind of like on that wave. Uh, so I hope that definitely keeps going. That's yeah, that's the trend, I think, that is good because I think people the, if the frustration isn't directed into like putting action into your local po like local politics, local government, then that frustration is really useless. And like that is what the other quote unquote side wants, like. It'd be great for fascists if we stopped engaging in the election in all process. politics in general. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> right. Uh, and finally, Sam, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? See, this is what I've been thinking on this because uh, last time I came in, I wasn't quite prepared. Uh, but I think one of the things that, again, God, I'm such a sad sack. I, I'm, just, I'm just always a sad sack. Uh, that the whole idea that if you have the means, that adoption is a great answer for you and it should be a family who adopts a kid. And I think that's a complete myth. And not adoption is not for everyone. And especially adoption is not necessarily for rich people. So stop it. 
Stop it. Mm-hmm. All right, can you and also the term about... rehoming for young children is awful. Right. Awful. Just want to go with that. But I've been thinking on this quite a bit. I don't, I guess you can tell because we've been talking a little bit about adoption and that's been in, in our episodes on our, on my podcast. But I'm like, hmm, I think we just need to go ahead and let people know. Please talk, stop talking about loving Jesus and how you're going to save these kids. Just stop it. Just stop oh, it. Interesting. Okay. So, because I'm completely ignorant to the adoption scene, the game, what that's like. I mean, the last few stories I've read have been in relation to like really awful stories to your right. point of people would like, we have these big hearts. Right. And yes, this child may be a murderer from Ukraine. I don't know. And I will say that when I abandon them to justify right. this. Um, right. But like, so, I mean, like, I'll, uh, educate me because I'm completely ignorant to the myth you're even sort of dispelling. Right. So this whole idea that the reason, well, as you know, is still a big topic about religious rights and organizations, foster care organizations and adoption agencies being able to deny LGBTQ plus couples mm-hmm. from adopting, saying that to truly have a good family and upbringing, it needs to be a, f- a nuclear family, essentially a Christian oh, family, male, woman, you know, having that and having the means. And that's. That's it. That's right. kind of the whole. That's like, all you need. If you can yeah. do that, and you can pay the you know thirty thousand dollars to bring a child over, go for it. Um, I mean, just like anecdotally, I'm like my friends with the gay parents is doing way better than right. my friends oh, with yeah. the, the nuclear families. So well adjusted, right? So, so yeah, that's the conversation that I've had with many people. That right. honestly, the LGBTQ plus because they understand trauma. They are mm-hmm. probably a little more, and this is not necessarily researched. This is sure. not something that I have looked into. But as a social worker that's been in that industry, they're mm-hmm. probably more able to handle trauma as versus to a family who wants the perfect looking family. Right. Um, and I know the YouTube uh, couple, uh, the Stoffers, I don't know if you know any about this, adopted no. a kid, an autistic kid from China. I want to say China. I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, and realized, oh my God. It's hard. It's hard having an adopted child from a different country who ha- also has autism. And it's not necessarily difficult because he is difficult, but because they don't understand how right, to handle right. or cope. And so they made a lot of money, a lot of money through their YouTube channel um, uh. with talking about how uh, philanthropic this was and how amazing of a couple they are and doing all of these things for this kid. And then he just disappeared. And everybody was like, what happened to this child? And by the way, they had their own biological children as well. And everybody kept asking, where, where is this kid? Where is the kid gone to? And they came back with a statement. We had to rehome Huxley oh, was his name. Wow. We had to rehome Huxley um, because we were not able to you know, deal with his issues. And it was, became a huge thing. Where, like, they, they called it issues? It, yeah. They're um, like, they, we had an early atypical child that we were wholly unprepared, like, uh, because of him. You know, we didn't know what exactly. the fuck was going on That's with that. Exactly. So, you know, we had to rehome. It's just wow. very selfish. It is such a whole big thing. They made yeah. a lot of money. They made a lot of sponsorships. And I remember then they vaguely, had to come back yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. So as of June, they were investigated. And finally, I think people have forgotten about it, essentially. Um, because the truth of the matter is, when it comes down to adoption, which is really gross. I honestly discourage a lot of people. I, as an adopted child, of course, am very grateful, but also can tell you the struggles that I've had to deal with growing up. And even now as an adult, trying to struggle through some of my identity stuff mm-hmm. and what it feels like as an interracial family. And I right. say interracial, I'm the different race of the rest of my family and what that looks like, especially today. And the idea of I grew up in a Southern home with a white family. So go from there. Um, right. Right. But 
what it looks like when you really need to look at the fact that this is not going to be a hallmark story. Uh, right. This child's going to be grateful to you, and you right. save them. Understand what comes along with it, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a thing, and I'm actually very discouraging to people that I'm like, you really need to understand these are the things that's going to happen to you, and that's the good, like the best case scenario. They're like, but I was just watching This Is Us, yes. and yes. Uh, you know, I, I found a wayward teenage. Uh, Teenager, and we just like cried be. and hugged each other, and we're yeah. okay now. And it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> at first they were breaking side, shit. I feel like also yeah. Yeah, something like that. There's and probably it's that build up then, of the white savior, and you're like, no, yeah. this is this is the why this is so wrong. Just to, and, it's just enough to have right. a big house, and, right? And you're good. Um, and, and two people as a couple, great, right? Yeah, two, Jesus. I'm sorry, heterosexual yeah. couple. Yeah, the the means thank argument you. that pe- the <laughs> thank you. the means argument that people have though is really like is something because again. Some of the most fucked up people I know come from means. You right. know what I oh mean? My God. Because the the philosophy of the parents was, man, the fuck you need, man? We got all this money and shit. What you hungry right. here? Here's like three hundred bucks. I'll be back on Sunday night, and it's right. like Friday morning. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and then we would go there and party because right. it's like, yo, the parents love like you know all this cash. Like we can just order pizza all day. There's no parents here smoking my weed. Right. And then they're missing, you know, that real like parental upbringing that they miss uh, and then i realized through my therapy that i was actually ending i was raising some of these kids right. Uh, right some of my relationships ended up being me raising some of these kids because the parents were like hey man you're the smart kid like help him out right. and i take wow. that on literally and then i'm like holy shit man like the dad made me raise his son right the fuck and that kid ends up in your phone as spider muffins yep. or mushroom yeah. or 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 sigh dad's disappointed <laughs> That's too rough. <laughs> Just on election, like prognosticating, there's like 538 open their uh, pick, and they have Biden winning at the exact same percentage that Clinton, they had Clinton <laughs> winning on the night before the election. Uh, no, no, every, 71%, oh which if you have a free throw shooter going to the line at the end of the game, Shooting no. 71%, you feel like shit. Um, no, you want Mark Price pulling up. To right, the you want line. 90s. Um, yeah. And that's just not going to happen. The, Who was the best free throw shooter back then? Back then, probably Price. Okay. So yeah. Sure. I mean, Steve Nash was one of the greats. Curry, you know that I thing think, about is the best of all time. Free throws that's fascinating is that it's a lot more accurate if you do it with two hands from between your legs. But because it doesn't look masculine, basketball players won't do it. Right. right, isn't like the record holders that has doing it grand because uh, we even call it Rick granny Barry. style. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? It's to be like, look at uh, us, problematic. You know what I mean? Just yeah, be efficient, better y'all. is gross. It's w- women's work, not we just s- women's work. Old women's work. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to fully disrupt the game with like, yo, that shooting technique is fucked up, but they cannot miss, and it's the all the rage. I, I mean, that's LeBron, what happened with- if he was brave enough. This would be his next thing. <laughs> Uh, Rick Barry shot from between his legs, granny style, 89.3% uh, uh, career free throw shooting, uh, topped out at 94.7 in the 78-79 season. Uh, he got Wilt Chamberlain to start shooting that way uh, between his legs. And then people made fun of him. For one season, his free throw shooting percentage went up like 30 percentage points, and like he became a... A solid free throw shooter, which made him the most unstoppable person in the history of basketball. And then, yeah, he 
thought he looked whack, so he changed back to shooting and he, horribly. And he's like, overhand. right, and he's like, and I have sex 900 times a day. <laughs> I mean, that was- he Was he compensating for the free throw I shooting? was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they want to talk shit about my free throws? Why? Well, I, I have like, sex quick, like suck my dick, quick! Do it right now! <laughs> Validate me! <laughs> um, all right, Weren't let's we just talk- talking about the election? Damn. Yeah, where did I have? We needed oh, a we break. We were talking about free throw shooting yeah. because of the wow. Uh, Look at us. Look yeah, at us. Seventy-one percent. Huh? There's also the guy who I, I was feeling like I'm just trying to, you know, th- this is not stuff that I put any stock in. This is just a temporary uh, way for me to get to sleep at night because I don't drink anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. The like looking at these polls and being like, okay, well maybe like Biden will win. Uh, there's also the guy who who's predicted every single presidential election from 81 when he started putting this like thing together forward. He's correctly predicted them all, including Trump winning. He has Biden winning. But then when you look at his methodology, it's like based on him saying that Trump isn't charismatic, which is like a totally subjective uh, distinction. And, uh, I don't know. This is Not the thing. Great. You got to vote, man. Every single and we just that's all we can keep saying in regards to this election specifically. That's the all you like you have to act like the guy is trying to steal the election, which he is. He so is, therefore, actively. please yeah. act accordingly. Uh and you know, well as we get closer and closer, see what else has to be done. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take one more break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, so my brother and I have been looking at new cars a lot lately, and we always believed that if you got a red car, that your insurance would go up and you're more likely to be pulled over. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's a myth. That's not yeah. a real thing. Apparently white cars get pulled over the most, which I was like, why? We don't know why. That just happens. Uh, but get a red car and enjoy your life is what I'm saying. Wow, I had no idea. I definitely had heard that before. I also heard red cars just actually go faster. Is that true? You know? <laughs> like scientifically? Scientifically, always. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. the fire trucks. Any any red vehicle is going at least 20 miles over the speed limit. The yeah. one I remember of that one was that like red cars got in more accidents. Huh. Oh, interesting. And I doubt that, that's true, too. And so that was like a thing where people talk about it. And I think people just were like, well, it's associated with more reckless behavior. Uh, but I don't know. They're, they're, uh, this is like this is like that shit that like people talk about in the early 90s and like ends right. up being like an accepted fact for like 30 years. And they're like, yeah. we should have looked it up. We should have just looked that one up. Google came sounds around like in big, 2000s. Sounds like big white car paint is behind this one. <laughs> big white. <laughs> or the man. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and Zeitgang, if you work for Dr. Pepper, we also want to know what's what going, is going on, on with y'all. Um, it so- is actually hard to find. I, I had trouble. I went to a 7-Eleven and I, Dr. Pepper is like one of the, I, I actually like Dr. Pepper in context. Uh, it start, all started when I started having Montreal smoked meat that a Zeitgang member gave me outside of the show. Uh, and I started sipping it with that and they don't oh, have really? it. Well, you, normally it's a cherry cola. I was I was looking up like how you respect the Montreal smoked meat sandwich. It's really supposed to be a cherry coke or, or like a janky cheap cherry soda. Uh, but mm. 
so I got like I've been I've been getting into my Dr Pepper. That's like my one little uh, like soda indulgence that I do. Uh, and I was surprised. I was the guy was saying it's like, oh yeah, like it comes in and out. He's like they're having problems, and I was like, sure, maybe like Seven Eleven's having problems. But then there was like this tweet of Dr Pepper being like, look, we get it, man. We're going through some shit right now. <laughs> It's probably wow. because Dr. Pepper is trying to work on a vaccine at yeah, the same time. Yeah, he's on the time. front line. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So the thing uh, that they have, it says, having trouble finding your favorite Dr. Pepper product? We're doing everything we can to get it back into your hands. That means working with our distribution partners to keep shelves sh- stocked nationwide while ensuring the safety of our employees. We appreciate your patience and encourage you to contact your local retailer directly for the most up-to-date availability of Dr. Pepper products. They won't give a comment on this either to elaborate. Dr. Pepper is like a huge like cult thing. I didn't realize that, but there's like all these, you know, famous people who would just only drink like I think John Lennon would only drink Dr. Pepper. Forrest Gump. Would like yeah, Forrest Gump <laughs> liked him some Dr. Pepper. Uh Hillary Clinton, big Dr. Pepper head, mm-hmm. big Dr. Pepperman. Uh <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, uh could be Anthony Kiedis. Uh huh. Okay, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't Sergeant Pepper's the idea was from Dr. Pepper? Is that true? No. <laughs> Just, come on, man. We're riffing here, baby. <laughs> Wait, Sergeant. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, Wait, but did John that, Lennon really like Dr. Pepper? Yeah, he apparently oh, shit, okay. really loved Dr. Pepper. But I, I love that idea. That that's kind of the first time I had heard that of like a food that people are like okay you need to pair this with a diet mountain dew <laughs> or like something like you know a, a soft drink pairing like you always hear about it in wines but that that's dope i do i do like have very specific sodas for specific occasions i okay. do like a cherry coke uh when i'm the movies. at the movie theater oh my the, god with hey. the popcorn so good you too oh yeah you know it oh wow honey this one's eating my popcorn <laughs> Men in Black joke, yeah, yeah, which isn't a joke. Joke it's just, to uh, a weird punchline that I'll no take. One can <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know what it what the setup was. Are you a Dr Pepper clan jam? Uh, I've had it. I like it. I, 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 you know, I'm not a big fan. No, mm, I, I, okay. wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to pair it with. I feel too intimidated. To, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, you go to the fancy restaurant and like the waiter like tastes the Dr Pepper for you. And, mm-hmm. Right. You know, well, if you're having game, I suggest Dr Pepper. <laughs> uh, uh, as somebody who doesn't drink, though, it is real. Like you feel uh, less than when they're like, Oh, well, this pair you know, my wife. Yeah. They talk about pairings for my wife and I'm like, I'll have a diet Coke. Yeah. Can I get yeah, one of them totally. DCs, man. Yeah. Could you and make you it said, extra cold? I like it with the, the this ice. Is a, this is a South vide pheasant. <laughs> uh, will that pair good with tab? I'll have that. That sounds good. I'll have that. I totally, that would be dope if, if waiters were like, Oh, you know, what's really good with this. Oh, non-alcohol Coke okay. heavy. Yeah. 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 Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Jolt. Yeah, we need a better name for like a, a more adult sounding name for soft drink. Remember when like when Harry Potter was popular and they made like more adult covers so people didn't feel stupid reading it if they were adults yeah. on the subway? That's what they we needed a soft drink that sounds like a more grown up thing that you can order at a restaurant. Soft I the same thing. Fine. But how are you gonna get more professional and adult than a doctor jam? Right. President yeah. Pepper? Pref- professor. Professor Pepper. Just Ooh. Pepper MD. Let's oh, get Dr. Shit. Pepper tenure and yeah, uh, right. we'll talk. 
Get, wow. We need to find out his first name, and then we'll just call him like Reginald Pepper, MD, or something. <laughs> his Reg full Pep. name is Dean Kane Pepper. Jam, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, for overrated, I put down uh, Kevin Costner. Overrated. Sorry, overrated. I, I thought you said Kevin Costner was overrated. Did, did you think I said you underrated? Said no, no, Kevin Costner, the actor. Is Kevin Costner underrated, right? Or well, you think said, about it. You said it's overrated. Of, there's a lot of good Kevin Costner movies. This episode right? is over, Jam. <laughs> so, no, I'm just joking. Go ahead. There's a lot of good Kevin Costner movies. I'm not going to say that Kevin Costner movies are bad. I love a lot of Kevin Costner movies, but I struggle to think of like a Kevin Costner movie where he was forced to emote or do anything other than maybe throw on a pair of glasses and like like furrow his brow. Yeah, like yeah. he's not a good actor. He's and not. I think he just he just kind of got great. Uh, like he's on a show now that's right super now. popular. I he's right a. Now. I don't want to do. Oh, this is right he? Now. What's the show? Yellowstone, and it's fucking oh, tight, right. bro. It's the number one fucking drama on cable, man. Yeah, it's got Sawyer from Lost in it. I think movie star and actor are two completely separate, uh, like skill sets. I think he is a great movie star. He's the best example of somebody who has all of one and none of the other. Like he right. is not an actor in the least bit. He just knows exactly like where to be and how to look and everything. And like, that's, that's why there's like these really handsome dudes who become good directors because they become movie stars without being really good actors at all. They just like know everything like Kevin Costner just, just look like everything. what like like a you know the the kind of dude that like women just loved back then like he just had that vibe of like that's what the star is and then he just had to merely appear in like the context of being like star guy and it was like good enough yeah. man Robin Hood yeah. don't care if you can't act great bodyguard sure does he have like a suit <laughs> on and he'll just like get do scary stuff great I mean I did like Wyatt Earp but I don't. I don't know if I liked him in it. <laughs> so actually, this is what to your I'm saying. Point, yeah. Oh, you know what though? I can't. Waterworld. I don't even talk about it. the Waterworld. Is untouchable. Fantastic. He spoke Portuguese Greek in it. That was some range. And he was had gills. Thank you. Rest but I still case. think like bye bye Waterworld. He you know he could have been bonked on the head as an Iowa farmer and woken up in Waterworld. No, but it's, right. it's, 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 it's just it's more than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. <laughs> More. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you know Iowa farmers who have gills behind their ears, Jam? Because no, no I'm saying if he kind of like if it was like a dream, if all of Waterworld was a dream sequence that like the guy in Field of Dreams was having, <laughs> it would make as much sense in terms um, of the performance. But he, he played, acted he played, the hell out yeah. of those ear gills, bro. Oh yeah, I mean that's like, true. You could tell he had ear gills from the start. I feel bad because he did convincingly drinking his own pee. That was, right. <laughs> that was but it. he converted it to potable water. But yeah, he really does. He has no. I remember as a kid seeing him win uh, like best director and best picture for Dances with Wolves, and I got angry. And I was yeah. seven. <laughs> and no, I don't know why. Sure. I was like, man, fuck this guy. I don't know why. I have it's no fucking idea why. But I, I have a very visceral, like this very strong memory of watching that happen and being like really dissatisfied with it. A lot of those uh, handsome dudes who become really good directors make movies that don't really hold up. And I feel like Costner, Ben Affleck, some of those, uh, Mel Gibson. Like when you go back and watch Braveheart, 
it's pretty. I mean, pretty just rough going it was up against Godfather Three, and it and it beat Godfather Three. You beat Francis you Ford. Godfather, yes, dude. That shit's the <laughs> sickest one. And to see yeah, fucking I mean, I, Kevin I, Costner <laughs> win over Godfather fucking Three, that's horse shit, and y'all know it. Uh, that's the shit. sickest one is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best one, but it's the so tight. The sickest one, dude. That helicopter the other two scene didn't even is have Andy so Garcia sick. in them. <laughs> that's great. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He... He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.